Hello everyone. I would like to welcome you guys back to another episode, actually the final episode of the Whole Story Sundays. I am your host, Jaquil the Holistic One Gilchrist. And today I'm very excited because on episode eight, season one, I have a very special guest closing out our season. I'm going to have her introduce herself and all of her platforms. Hey y'all. I am Brittany Williams. Um, I work in the mental health field. I work in the foster care field. I have an MSW. Um, I am also a blogger. Rightfully so, Brittany.com is my platform. And I also host a podcast with my co-host, Shawana, called Brown Skin Blueprint. And I also have a podcast called Cinema Unfolding Truths, where I review like shows and movies, but I implement mental health in everything. So... Go to rightfullysobritney.com and you will see all my stuff there. Yeah. Can you also tell them your um, social media platforms as well? Yes. So mm-hmm. my Instagram is rightfully so Brittany and my Facebook page is rightfully so Brittany. And yeah. rightfully is spelled W-R-I-T-E. Yeah. Like right. Like right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm excited to have Brittany because I really have been a fan of all of her work. I, I read her oh, blogs like you. faithfully. I love, love, love thank her you, podcast platform. She actually doesn't notice, but she was my motivation for a oh lot of the God. stuff I do with um, the podcast and stuff because I just following her and I'm like, dang, she in mental health and she using her plat- platform for just something so dope. So I just want to commend you for all that you thank do. You. And we're going to link all of your platforms um, in the description box. Thank you, thank okay, you, thank so you. today we are talking talking about invisible fences. I'm going to tell you guys more of what invisible fences are, but basically it's just nothing but a boundary. Actually, let's be specific. It's a personal boundary. Um, So just to give you a definition, the definition of boundaries according to um, Webster is a line that marks the limits of an area, a dividing line. So that could be a fence, a door, a gate. Uh, But a personal boundary, according to psychology today, is the limits we set with other people, which indicates what we find acceptable and unacceptable towards us. Um, So basically, um, personal boundaries are important to have because it pretty much teaches. I always say this. We teach people how to treat us. People can only do what we allow them to do. And some sometimes when people do something towards us that we don't like, it's not necessarily that they were doing it intentionally. It's just that we haven't set that boundary yet. Mm -hmm. So the scripture that I I love the scripture um, because I had to meditate on this myself when I was trying to overcome people pleasing and things of that nature is um, Proverbs 4 and 23. And it says above all else, guard your heart for everything flows out of it. Now, why this is important is because some of us don't guard our heart. We leave our heart open. And and when we leave our heart open, we pretty much is telling anybody that is acceptable to have it when your heart is precious. So it says, and because everything flows out of it. So if everything flows out of your heart, that means if you're continuously in bad relationships, mm. bad friendships, you continually letting your, your peers or your family members treat you any kind of way, yep. what then happens is you become bitter, you become passive aggressive, yep. you become the codependent person, mm-hmm. and that becomes your, your nature. So you are blaming other people for them treating you wrong when really 
it you have to take some accountability yeah. because if you were to guard your heart or have your invisible fences, then you would know that, you know, your boundaries will protect you from being treated any kind of way. And that leads me into why we call this sec, I mean, this um, segment invisible fences. So it is simply your personal boundary or barriers as to what you would tolerate, accept, condone from other people. Guarding your body, heart, and mind is placing a fence of protection around yourself to avoid unwarranted hurt, drama, and multiple offenses. Because some of us go from one relationship to the next relationship with the same situation because we don't have boundaries. We're not, quote unquote, guarding our heart. So having an invisible fence means having an increase in self-worth and self-awareness. Just want to let y'all know, no fences equals no self-love. If you don't have your fence up, that means you don't really care for yourself and love yourself. Mm -mm. This is a disclaimer. It's a difference in a fence and a wall. People who are whole have fences. People who have been hurt and allowed bitterness to set in have walls. People who have been hurt but wish to heal from for, but I'm sorry, let me slow down. People who have been hurt but have voice to feel don't even have a wall or a fence. Mm. They just don't have anything. They let anybody trespass against them because they don't know what a, vo- what a void is. They don't also know that they're filling their void by not having boundaries. Mm. Um, so your fence is invisible. It's on you to make it visible. Make your boundaries visible. Remember, you teach them how to treat you. Amen. So Ooh. with that being stated, I'm going to go on ahead. <laughs> I'm going to go on ahead and ask my guest, Brittany, the questions. And the first question is, what is your personal story or stories of your invisible fence being crossed? So I really pondered on this question. And I even had to like ask my husband because I was like, my boundaries, my boundaries, my boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because society will teach us a lot of times about physical boundaries mm-hmm. and about, you know, don't let people get in your personal space or, you know, if you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. don't let certain things happen. Nobody really teaches us about, like, family and friend boundaries. Ooh. And that's when I realized that is, like, the times where I felt like, no, they crossed the line or... <laughs> No, that really won't cool, but I let it go. Mm-hmm. So anytime where my boundaries have been crossed, it's been because I didn't say something mm. or I was okay being uncomfortable to make somebody else comfortable because I love them. I care for them. Mm-hmm. They going through something. So in my mind, I'm supposed to take whatever. They sorry. They go, I'm going to get over it. Mm. But like you said in the beginning, that causes resentment. That mm-hmm. causes bitterness. That mm-hmm. causes me the whole grudge that don't nobody know about. So a lot of times, anytime my boundary had been crossed, it had been because I didn't stand up for my own self mm-hmm. when I should have. So most mm-hmm. of my boundaries have been crossed either by a family member or somebody that I called a friend. Wow. And and would you would it be fair to say that that's kind of like a little bit of codependency in us too? Oh, they Absolutely. need me. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And some childhood trauma too. Like most learning, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Learning to care for people, learning that, you know, because somebody is family or learning that because, you know, you and somebody have been close for however many years, you're just supposed to be there regardless of how you feel, what you mm. got going on. You just show up and you just do what you have to do. Mm. 
forget about what you got going on. You just show up and you do what you got to do. Wow. But you're not taking care of yourself. I it, call that the empty yeah. cup syndrome. Because it's like you pouring from an empty cup. Literally. But you just try to find that Literally. little bit of water to give somebody else, even though you thirsty, you know? Literally. Wow. Yeah. So my next question is, what was your reality check to motivate you to set and maintain personal boundaries? Realizing doing that was only hurting me. Um, realizing I was having a lot of feelings towards people and they didn't even know. Cause here Ooh. I am, you know, I'm doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And whole time I'm not happy in a situation. I feel like, you know, I'm dropping hints. So maybe they'll catch on, mm-hmm. but just really causing my own self a lot of pain, causing my own self a lot of stress and really almost trying to take over people's situations so Mm -hmm. they can be good and not realizing I'm not good in the process. Mm -hmm. So once I realize, you know, at the end of the day, my peace of mind is what Mm -hmm. I need. I can't do nothing without peace of mind. I can't work without peace of mind. Mm -hmm. I can't, you know, show up in my marriage. I can't do anything. I can't be a good friend without peace of mind. So me just realizing what I needed to do for myself, mm-hmm. regardless of how anybody else felt, yes. was when I realized, okay, I'm going to have to set these boundaries, I'm going to have to maintain them, and I'm going to have to implement them. Mm-hmm. Not say I'm going to do it, not say, all right, Brittany, next time such and such say something. Like, literally, if being intentional, if I'm going to set this boundary, I'm standing 10 toes on Yes, it. come on. And I think that's when you start realizing who's for you and who's against yes. you. Because I feel like people who are for you, they're okay with you having a, a boundary in place. Very true. If I say, you know, hey, I actually don't like when you talk to me like that. Hey, I actually can't be here at right. this time because I have my own stuff that I need to show right. up for. Right. Then you should just be able to remember every single time I showed up and I showed out. And on top of that, you should just value me as a person and just say, hey, it's good. I understand you. You can always come through, handle your business. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So the people who can't maintain the boundaries, they're the ones who are afraid of people, in my opinion. So have you ever suffered from the people pleasing syndrome at the risk of your own boundaries? Okay, I want to talk to a certain group of people. <laughs> if you are the fixer friend. Ooh, child. Me. Yeah. Me. The fixer friend. <laughs> the fixer family member. Me. Uh-huh. I want to talk to y'all for just a little, just for a little bit. Talk about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> so, when you are the fixer, you go above and beyond mm-hmm. for everybody. You love that people love that about you. Mm-hmm. You find joy in doing that. Mm. Um. And I'm here to tell you something you probably don't want to hear. <laughs> Talk about it. A lot of times, that's the perfect way to distract yourself from your own issues. Mm. It's also yeah. a way to have control. And mm. I can say this because I'm trying to move into the mind my own business ministry. But, you know, <laughs> ain't, ain't all the way there yet. But I'm kind of there. Mm. Um, I think... Sometimes we don't understand that when we people please, Mm -hmm. we overstep boundaries. And that was something that I had to Mm -hmm. learn that even though my intentions were good, Mm -hmm. even though I felt like, oh, you telling me something is wrong. Mm. I interpret that you need my help. You may not be asking for my help, but since you done brought it to me, I'm going to help you anyway. Oh, my God. So 
it's been times where if you ask certain people, they probably say, oh, yeah, Britney was doing too much. Or, you know, uh-huh. I told Britney one thing and she took that and ran with it. Wow. In my mind, though, you need my help. Like, you yeah. came to me like, I'm Why would you come to yeah, me if like, you didn't need help me? You out. Um. So I think sometimes we have to learn. You got to sit back sometimes and let people handle their own stuff. Mm. And another thing I had to realize I don't do this now. This was, you know, early 20s, Brittany. I was the person, oh, before I go to sleep, let me leave my phone on loud in case somebody need me because, you know, um. I can't be too far from such and such because if such, such, such and such call, I'm going to have to answer the phone. Wow. At the end of the day, none of us are God. So Come it's on. just kind of like having that mentality that you can control a situation, you can control a person, you can mm. fix a situation. Um, you being readily available to anybody and anything, you're going to uh, be there in the middle of the night, them going to the hospital. At the end of the day, if it's somebody's time to be in a car accident, if it's somebody's time to, you know, pass on, mm-hmm. that's going to happen whether you involved in the situation or not. Correct. So sometimes that people pleasing, we don't even realize we are doing too much. We're the one crossing the boundary. But on the flip side, like you said in the beginning, that teaches people all right, I know if I call Brittany at 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock, mm. don't matter if she got to get up and go to work the next day, I know she going to answer the phone. Yes. I might mm. not want nothing. I might want to talk to her about something we've been talking about for two weeks. Mm. I'm going to call her. She going to answer the phone. Whole time, we mad, we tired, but what we do? We answer, we answer the, the phone. phone. So now I'm tired at work. Mm. I done been up all night with you because I can't say, girl, can we talk about this tomorrow or... Look, I'm asleep. I I ain't trying to hear this tonight. Can we talk in the morning? You really teach people how to treat you. Yes, you do. So when you start letting everybody know, I can handle everything you bring me. I'm going to handle everything you bring me. They start to put that responsibility on you. So it's like until you say something, until you say, look, hey, this is too much. You need to figure that out on your own. It's almost like it never stops. Then you see people explode. You see people lose it. You Mm -hmm. see people feel like, oh, my God, I'm carrying too much, but you're not saying anything. So, Mm. honestly, people pleasing can go both ways. It can be bad for you, and it can be bad for the other person involved because you didn't overstep the boundary now. The one thing I never in my life thought that I was doing when I was people pleasing was overstepping boundaries it's a hard pill to swallow for me because i didn't think that either i thought i had good intentions yeah you need my help i'm mm-hmm. gonna help you but then i was i thought about certain things that i've done or that i've been through with other people and i realized people don't want your help all the time mm-hmm. it's not for you to fix other people's lives like if they directly say hey do you mind doing such and such that's different but a lot of time when we people pleasing we, nobody's really like asking for our input or our help. We kind of like force ourselves on people sometimes. You almost feel awkward. Like, should I help? Should I not help? You and- <laughs> want crazy about their life. Exactly. Yeah. That. Oh man, that was deep. Cause like I said, that's a hard pill for me to swallow because that brings an extra layer of accountability. Now, yes. now yes. it's like, okay, not only can I not people please, but I also have to realize that when I am people pleasing, mm-hmm. I'm overstepping my own boundaries. Exactly. I'm overstepping their boundaries. And you're not teaching them anything. You're not teaching them how to get a fish. You're just getting a fish for them. It's like a lose-lose situation. Because mm-hmm. here you are stressed out about day life. Mm-hmm. And here they are stressed out because they even said something to you. Yeah. So, 
like a right. little move. Yes. So um, how does low self-worth and codependency allows invisible fences to not only be crossed, but non-existent? Um, I think going back to what I said, like early childhood trauma, a lot of us are taught in the beginning of life, like we're taught that certain people in your life get to kind of do and act however and you're just supposed to deal with it mm. um i feel like it's notorious in the black community you'll hear people say oh that's your mama that's your daddy mm-hmm. you know you have to do xyz you have to do such and such and it's like yes you know that's true you want to respect your elders but at the same time you do have your own life and you do have to set boundaries mm. with people that are in your life so when you say like non-existent fences or non-existent boundaries it all comes down to people don't necessarily figure Mm. out hey this thing that somebody's doing is wrong or hey this thing that somebody is saying to me is wrong a lot of people aren't taught that like I said you're just taught let me just keep going let me make it to the next day Mm. and that's just what I have to do it doesn't even have to be um like a lot of people will go to people who have been um like sexually abused and molested like a lot of times that's the first thing that's brought up that Mm. oh like they don't learn boundaries because their physical boundaries have been been crossed crossed. Mm. but a lot of times it doesn't have to be that serious of an issue like even for me growing up one thing that my parents did my parents argued to figure stuff out uh-huh. parenting wise tens across the board them communicating mm, not so great uh-huh. but that taught me here we go with these boundaries mm. when you have an issue with somebody you're supposed to argue, argue. that's what i learned Come on. Mm-hmm. but as i've grown up you have to communicate with people everything doesn't have to be an argument everything doesn't have to be a disagreement i also think non-existent boundaries there is a lot of fear around implementing Mm. boundaries so if i come to you and say this thing you've been doing i don't like that i'm worried about how you're gonna take that Hmm. there's also grief and boundaries and people don't speak about that i need you to talk about that one because i need you to talk about that one (laughs) there is there's kind there's a loss in the relationship there's a change in the relationship Mm -hmm. and that for me was one of the hardest things to deal with because it's like do I lose out on this person do I lose out on the way we've been operating for the sake of how I feel like Mm -hmm. maybe my feelings temporary or maybe hoping somebody's gonna change a lot of people do that too and it's just kind of like you have to decide for you is your self-love, your peace, is all of that worth it? Or am I just going to deal with whatever it is mm. and just let it ride? But a lot of times when we tell people, hey, you know, you you can't borrow my car no more. Like, I'm, t- I'm tired of you borrowing my car. Mm. No, I don't have $20 to give mm. you. Like, no, you can't come over here and smoke and drink. Mm. Then we deal with, we might not see that person for real. While that should be a wake-up call, now we're dealing with this grief of, dang, I want to talk to such and such, but Mm. now I can't because of X, Y, Z. So it's like boundaries cause all these feelings in us that nobody wants to deal with. So it's kind of like, do I deal with these emotions Mm. for the better later on, Mm. or do I stay stuck in 
this unhappiness and resentment that I got for the sake of, you know, I love somebody. They're near and dear to me. So I'm going to just keep trucking. The <clears throat> one of the things that you said, well, you said a lot of things, but two things that really stuck out for me was um, the grief mm-hmm. and boundaries. Mm-hmm. That just seems like it takes on a whole nother episode in it, <laughs> on itself. Like that's the whole title. And then also was because people are family, because, yeah. you know, in the African-American community, we have a lot of. I don't think people understand narcissistic parents who parents with a narcissistic Mm -hmm. manner. Mm -hmm. They don't take any accountability for their slip ups and they miss ups. And then they put all the issue and the weight on the child. And as these kids get older, they grow to resent their parents because their parents did not have any boundaries with them and they still don't as adults. And so that's kind of something else that needs to be addressed is no, it's not okay for you to never take accountability for not being there. It's no. not okay for you to never take accountability for not pulling your weight right. for not for abuse. It's not, it's just not, no. it's not okay. And that's something that I kind of wish like we could get under control in the African American community is being, being okay with the mess up. Cause parenting doesn't come with the manual. Now I'm not a parent, so I don't know how easy or hard it is to do that. <laughs> right. But I can say one thing I've always told myself I would do is I'm never going to be the parent who uh, my child comes to me and say, hey, this hurt me. And when my child is trying to tell me what their love language is or how they're hurt about something, I shun them because I don't want to hear hear it. You know what I'm saying? Because you're teaching them how not to set boundaries. You're teaching them that when they get into a relationship, they can just put up with that. It's okay, You know, to add to your point, Mm -hmm. um, it's. Somebody on Twitter said it. I cannot remember, mm-hmm. but it's literally one of my most popular things that I posted on my Instagram. It still gets likes like out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And somebody posted, and they were just kind of like, "Do you apologize? How your parents apologize to you?" Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about boundaries, like my dad was good at it. He would he would come back and apologize. Sometimes he wouldn't. Sometimes he would just say, mm-hmm. "You know, you still mad at me," mm-hmm. or you know. We don't realize we let people do that to us. So we think, you know, they not going to apologize. But because they, you know, said, girl, you know, I was playing. You know, I ain't mean that. We our parents do that to us all the time. Why are you so sensitive? Sensitive. We were taught that at an early age. No, you don't get no apology for that. Like, why are you taking stuff so serious? We turn to adults. Mm-hmm. We let people do the same thing to us. And Whether we it's do relationships it or rela- mm-hmm. exactly relationships or friendships, whatever. We learn. You don't have to give up apology, accountability mm-hmm. for what? Like, mm-hmm. no, we cool. We love each other. We share DNA. We ain't got to do all that. Like, we just need to say, oh, okay, you know, we over it. I'm not mad no more. And let's move on. We don't address stuff because we weren't taught to. And 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 the reason why that is kind of a problem is because it's basically saying because I'm the adult or the authority figure, I'm never wrong. And so, then it you know, keeps going. It so keeps on going, yeah. We never teach our children, you know, no, people should apologize. No, if mm-hmm. somebody's wrong or if you're wrong... You need to know that you were wrong mm-hmm. and that you need to apologize. We're not taught that because our pa- our parents didn't do it. And that's a that's helping your kids set boundaries. I feel like if my child come to me and say, "Mom, you know, when you when you said that about me, you know, that kind of hurt my feelings." Then in my mind, I'm thinking, "Okay, 
So I'm going to not do that to my kid because that's a boundary for her. And, and I don't like want to, I don't want my child to grow to resent me. I want my child to be able to say, I respect my mom because when I tell her something that I don't like, she's, she apologizes, she fixes it, she respects my boundaries. Right, right. And you're teaching your kids self-worth. You're teaching them that their feelings are valid. So I'm very um, firm on that. But then also, on the contrary, as you become older and you've dealt with a parent or a family member like that who never validated your thoughts and your feelings, how do you deal with the grief of letting that parent Kind of say, you know what, Ma, I love you, but but, um, I, can't. <laughs> but I can't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's probably a people people may deal with that. I so. think a lot of people do. I think there's a lot of guilt there, um, and I've even see, seen um, people's family members guilt trip them mm. behind their relationship with their parent, and it's just kind of mm. like. But you, that's not you. You're not in a situation. You don't know how that feels. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like we really have to stop like almost shaming people mm-hmm. because they're choosing to live like a whole healthy life yes. with boundaries. Mm-hmm. We shame them because we want them to just let people treat them any kind of way because that's their mama and their daddy. And mm-hmm. it's that's not fair. And mm-hmm. you really shouldn't do that, to be honest. Oh, my God. Well, we can't answer it. <laughs> I'm going to let you tag on it first. Yep. Um, I'll say this. Apologizing and forgiveness looks different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the hardest lessons I learned mm-hmm. last year with implementing a boundary. Mm-hmm. Um, my boundary was not received well. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was hard because I was like, dang, I didn't think it was going to turn into this. But, you uh-huh. know, here we are. We, you kind of have to just sit in it. And if you apologize, then you apologize. If they don't accept it, they might not accept it then. That doesn't mean that they're never going to accept it. Amen. Um, It's just kind of like you don't have control over that. While it may hurt, Mm -hmm. you did your part in apologizing. And Mm -hmm. as long as you were sincere, that's really all Mm -hmm. you can do. You just got to let time do its work. But sometimes, you know, people... People just need time, more time than what we think they do. Mm-hmm. And I would just say, do you did the best thing that you could do by apologizing, yep. and you know, you know, the add the spirituality into it. I would pray. God send a perfect time for mm-hmm. this relationship to mend yes. because I, I might want it to mend right now because, you know, I just wanted to get it right. right. But it might not be your time for mm-hmm. it to mend. That person might need to go through their own healing journey. And so I would just say, let let God manifest the perfect time yep. for that situation to work itself out when it needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't want to go before God and then it becomes more explosive and more harmful than anything because guess what now not only am I dealing with my flesh but if if you say something to me that I don't like now I gotta apologize for something else then that person gotta (laughs) apologize for something else when God do it perfect example when when Jacob and Esau met in the Bible when they became when they met it was God's timing so when they met each other at that point the beef was done Mm. they were okay with each other you know what I'm saying but if he would have saw Jacob 14 years later he probably would have killed Jacob because no you stole my birthright I'm still mad about that you know what I'm saying so I say just pray ask God to send the divine time to work that situation out yeah that's what I think that's all you can do what what oh man huh um okay 
Hold on. This is the conversation that took a whole nother turn. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I want to say... I think you're number five. Yeah. Although boundaries should be valued, why is there a barrier in people respecting the boundaries of others? I think going back to we are not taught that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times our ego comes into play Ooh, with boundaries. Lord. So... Even though somebody may be asking for a boundary or setting a boundary mm-hmm. or, you know, they may not directly tell us, but they'll say other things. Mm-hmm. We usually lose the message because mm. we are so offended <laughs> and it don't have nothing to do with us. Yes. And I'm going to use myself for an example because I've done it. Mm-hmm. So last year, my husband and I experienced a reproductive trauma. So men and women process stuff differently. That's, you know, everybody knows that. So for me... Of course, I wanted to talk 10 times over. I wanted to know his feelings every single day. Um, He Mm. told me his feelings and he was kind of like, you know, Brittany, that's how I feel. And I don't really have nothing else to say. So one day we were talking and he texted me. He was just like, you Mm. know, sometimes I feel like you corner me and, you know, I'm at the like, you should just trust what I say. Like, these are my feelings. Mm. So. All I got from that, I corner you. Like, what you, I corner, I ain't catch nothing else. <laughs> so, he sent me this long text about, you know, he's told me how he's felt. Mm-hmm. He don't have nothing else to really say about it, but these are his feelings. Oh. And when he does feel differently or anything, he was like, I'm going to tell you how I feel. Just trust that what I'm saying is how I feel. Oh, my God. I didn't get past, I, I corner you. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. It's that. like you saw red or yeah, you just saw like, corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So lie to you not. I get to therapy the following week. <clears throat> so I tell my therapist, here I go. Talk about him again. I just don't understand. I'm going to him. I'm like, he's not telling me how he's feeling. I feel like he's holding his feelings in. And my therapist looked at me and said, Brittany, he has his feelings. He's entitled to his feelings, and you're going to have to let him have his feelings. Mm. He told me that. He told me that he has his own feelings. He told me that I have to trust what he tells me. Mm-hmm. I got caught up in, I corner you. <laughs> and that's what we do a lot of the times. A yes. lot of times people will say stuff to us, but we will catch one line of the boundary. That's all we hear. We don't. We hear... You don't love me. You don't want to talk to me no more. You don't like me. Now, oh, you acting funny. Why are you even doing all that? We have completely lost the message. So a lot of times our ego gets so wound up into what the person is trying to tell us. Respecting a boundary, they mm. can't. We can't even get to the point where we're trying to understand what you're even telling me. Okay. You could be having a heart to heart with me and saying, Brittany, like that thing you said, like that really bothered me. You could tell me how that brought up your childhood trauma. All I heard was, You don't like the way I communicate, and now I got a problem with you because you don't like how I talk to you. Uh. Completely lost the message. So sometimes it's not even about people respecting the boundaries we got to get to a point where we're okay with people saying hey i didn't like this hey next time Mm. can you not do that um next time we talk about this can we not bring this person up we can't even get there because we are so caught up in ego ego it literally is ego we make the boundary that somebody asks or says we make it about us like somehow now we're offended so all of that is just lost but 
all, all in all, to really answer your question, boundaries can just be hard because going back to grief, especially when you're talking about family or people you've been with friends with for a long time or even in relationships, it's hard to adjust to change. People don't like change. We're predictable. We like, even if, even if it doesn't feel good, mm. we just like the way that things are. We don't like for things mm. to change. Oh we'll complain about stuff over and over again. But we will not change but it. But we won't change it. For what? We <laughs> like it at the end of the day. So it's like, no, a boundary? I'm not doing that. My toes. For I'm going to need you to get off my toes. <laughs> Listen. Okay. The, the communication part. And the ego part is what really got me. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I do that. Because I get offended. I get mad. I'm like, prime example, my grandma voice, she will tell me how it is. And I get like, no, grandma, da, 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 da. And I'm just because I don't like how she's delivering it. I'm thinking like, she's trying to offend me. No, she's not trying to offend you. This is just how she communicates. But because your ego don't want to hear, oh, I do do that one thing. You know what I'm saying? I... I, I crossed her boundaries because I don't like the way that it was that I that she said it. But I will say this. We have to start communicating and hearing things the way people say it and mean it versus the way we perceive it. We listen to respond. We listen to respond. We have to listen to listen. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just like even with the population I work with, the ID population, that's intellectual disabled. So if I listen to them. I have to learn how to communicate how they communicate. Mm -hmm. I can't expect them to come to my level. I got to go to their level right. for a second. Right. And another thing is knowing your your loved one, your friend, your partner's love language can play a big role in yes. alleviating a lot of um, unnecessary and unwarranted conflict. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because like if my partner says, I need for you to spend quality time for me and you keep crossing that boundary by not doing it, yep. then what you're telling your partner is, I don't care about your boundary. I don't care about what you need. And as a matter of fact, it doesn't matter because my ego right now don't want to hear that I'm not meeting a need for you yeah and it's I hard to hear yes. we don't like hearing that we're failing we don't like to hear that mm -hmm. you know we're not doing something right mm -hmm. we don't like to hear that we hurt somebody because mm -hmm. a lot of times i mean you will have people who are malicious but a lot of times people don't mean like they don't have ill intent mm -hmm. it's just the way you know maybe our relationship has been like that for years so a lot of times it's not that they you know they don't mean well so it hurts to hear I didn't feel like you showed up for me. I don't feel like, you know, mm -hmm. you did all you could have done. Like, we take offense to that. I and don't I'm feel not like saying, you affirmed me. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not that it's not supposed to hurt. We just get so offended. We arguing mm -hmm. about what they said. And we have missed the message of what they want us want to it know. To say. Yeah. And then also keeping in mind that, you know, especially with men, men process information totally different to us. Yes, not only that, they may not be talkers, you know. So exactly. like you were just saying with the trauma situation like what if you're dealing with the man who's experienced childhood trauma to grow up into a man who's dealing with that childhood exactly. trauma you have to allow him to communicate and feel what he feels without it being hoarded with your emotion as well you know so and that's the boundary and that's the boundary uh, everybody don't communicate like you yeah. well <laughs> <laughs> and that's hard for me uh -huh. go ahead Okay. <laughs> Going back to what y'all just said, uh -huh. and even as it pertains to you know men, mm -hmm. um, I find that you know even in, in a relationship, men we have to come to a point where we feel safe. Yes, when, for sure. When you're talking about you know opening up mm -hmm. about about um, situations or mm. even um, 
like the way we communicate mm -hmm. or lack of communication. Mm -hmm. You know, and I always say you don't you don't know what you don't know. Whew. And I commend y'all because y'all are, I mean, I'm just sitting here like, wow. Really? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, um, like you said, we, we perceive stuff like that to be an attack. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because that's all you know. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, and, and it's not until the light, go, the light bulb pops on that you, you start to understand, wow, she, yeah, she may have her form of delivery, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, not a, it's not a malicious attack because you know that she loves you. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm and, and you know what, um, Prophet, just to expound more on what you're saying, um, that's kind of the thing that I wanted this conversation to be is for people to understand that um, boundaries isn't people saying they hate you. They don't want to be around you. They don't like you. They don't ever want you a part of their life. It's just them saying, hey, you know, I got to love me a little bit louder because if I don't love me loud, if I don't love me more, how am I going to be able to love you? So it's going to be so many times that I show up for you and that one time I don't, you're going to be looking at me with the side. I like, I thought you was this. I thought you was my friend. I thought you was my, my, my sister. When really it's not that. It's just that I've done it so much now. I don't know what to do. Yep. You know what I'm saying? When I just honestly can't come, you know, so it's not we have to understand that people boundaries is their personal issue. Right. Just like your lack of receiving their boundaries is your personal issue. <laughs> I don't have nothing to do with you not receiving my boundary. Well, right. that's on you. But as for me and my temple, my mind, right. my spirit, my body, I have to be good exactly. because if I'm not good working in the field of mental health, I'm not going to be able to go to my client house. Nope. I'm not going to be able to see my niece when I promised her nope. I was going to see her. I'm not going to be able to spend time with my mom and my grandma. I can't do ministry well. I can't do the podcast because why? Because I'm depleted. I don't have nothing else to give. Boundaries is just what it is. It's just a fence to say, hey. Give me some space. That's Peel right. back 500 feet. I got one more. Number. Go I, ahead. Go ahead. I just got, and, and how can y'all expound a little, a, little bit of, a little bit more about, okay, we know that people going to get offended. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's impossible. They're going to get offended. Mm -hmm. How do we cross that bridge to where we're okay with the offense? You know, I, I know, I know that creating boundaries and invisible fences, is going gonna, gonna to ruffle some feathers. Cool, child. Yeah, how do I get to a point where I'm okay with how they how how they're gonna react? I'm good with that. How, how, do, how, do, I get to, how, how do I get there? How do I grow to that place where I'm cool with that? Mm. Because 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 I I do I do feel like sometimes we um will swallow some things that we want to say yeah for 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 the sake of peace and yes. saving face yes Amen. yes um you really have to get you almost gotta brace for impact sometimes Ooh. like you gotta kind of. Because and that's something I I was not usually prepared mm. for because usually because here I am with my own perception. I don't have ill intent. My heart is in the right place. And, you know, I love this person. So mm. they're going to understand. They may not like it in the beginning, but we'll get to a place where, mm. you know, they understand. Yeah. That is not always the case. And that joint hurts. Like, it hurts. <laughs> but you have to get to a point where you kind of just got to mm -hmm. brace for that and you prepare yourself mm -hmm. for either way. Like, you kind of just got to lay it on the table and mm. either they're going to take it or either they're going to say, that don't work for me. And you got to be okay with that, too. It's hard. I'm not going to lie to y'all and say... You wake up one day and, you know, you setting boundaries left and right mm. and you just good and you don't care about what nobody say or think. I would be lying if I told you that. You just really have to get to a point where you say, okay, I'm going to have the conversation. I'm going to say what I got to say. 
then if you got to go pray and process and talk to somebody about it afterwards, then you just do. Or if they accept you or they accept your boundary, then people don't understand that ain't always the easy road too. Cause now y'all got to figure out this new lane y'all in. That ain't always, you know, mm-hmm. that ain't always good either. Sometimes that can be hard. Mm. So it's kind of like either way, you just got to prepare yourself for either it's going to be an easy conversation. It's going to be a rough one. And either you're going to be in my life or either you're not going to be in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And what do you guys think about, I think I said something to you before about, about my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's the hardest boundary for me to set. And I've mm-hmm. been trying to do it. I've been married now for eight years. That's the one thing I struggle with and I feel guilty when I don't. Because mm-hmm. my mom, she has this love for me that is really strong. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was one time I told her, no, I couldn't do something. And my something in me said, go check on her. And she was home. She was like, what a crime. And she was so mm. sad, and it broke me down. Mm. And it's like I don't know how to put that boundary. Like, what I can't do it, Mom. I get so guilty, yeah. And I want to please her, and it makes her feel better when I do. But right. then I feel so sad because it's like I'm not happy. Yes. Or it's like if I spend time with my husband, she may be a little sad. Mm. I've been having this battle for years, and I love her. She's my best friend. But I feel like I feel that void for my dad. And I don't mm. know how to put that boundary there. Mm. I'm like, Lord, can you send a husband? I don't mm. know how to fix that void for her, mm-hmm. which I know I truly can't. But mm-hmm. I feel like I need to kind of be that savior for her mm-hmm. in a sense because she don't want nobody else. And I'm the baby. I have two older um, brothers and sisters, but I know they're not going to do for her or yeah. be there for her like I do. Like so I feel you like I have to be that fence for her. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, um, that is a hard situation especially for a female yeah. and her mom. And Apostle Lloyd and his mom was like that. Mm-hmm. Just like they were really, really close. Mm-hmm. And every time he came home, he would have to be there. Because yeah. mm-hmm. she looked on him yeah. for everything. Mm-hmm. The baby. Because, n- no, he wasn't a baby, but you would think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's because of the relationship they had, mm-hmm. the understanding they had. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they, they had to have that boundary. They had to say, hey, and it made it a lot easier for him because they were so far apart. Mm-hmm. So when they did come home together, they clung to each other. And there was nothing he wouldn't do for her. Mm-hmm. Right? He took her everywhere. But in your situation, it's just like with me and my mom. We were close. Mm-hmm. She used to call me every night at 12 o'clock. And we weren't that close for the longest time. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, we became close. Mm-hmm. It's a hard situation because yeah. you want the best for your mom. Right. Mm-hmm. You want to be there for her and do as much as you can for her. But at the same time, we got to realize that we have a, <clears throat> a family. Mm-hmm. And yes. we know that, okay, she's by herself. Yeah. And I don't want to leave her alone. Mm-hmm. We can still check on her. We can still call and say, hey, mom, what's up? How are you doing? You know, I'm right here. But there is a limit. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard because, like you say, um, I'm, you're the baby. And it's always, I'm, I've been there and she's always dependent on me. Right. Mm-hmm. And that dependence has to stop. Has mm-hmm. to stop at some point. Yeah, it does. Because it, if not. It can destroy a relationship, and because yes. you have the husband that you have, mm-hmm. understands the situation, he's gonna work along with you in communication. Does. Mm-hmm. Does. Whereas if you have another husband, right. he may not understand. It's right, like, right. Your mom, and you, you put your mom for me, right? Yeah. Yeah. right? yeah, and he's not gonna understand that in every relationship. But 
to come to say that is you have to put a, a stop somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's gonna hurt. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's mm -hmm. really gonna hurt. That's that grief. But at the same time, you're still gonna be there for her. Mm -hmm. And I was just gonna say, just to add to what you said mm -hmm. about. Um, Every like is a saying. Everybody got to get their salvation for their own. Everybody has to get their healing for their yes, own. Right. So you you know I know we love our parents, we love our grandparents, but they've lived their life. Right. They've been married before. It's our is your turn. You know what yes. I'm saying? And you have to walk it out. Just like if you know, like everybody has to go through their different f phases of life and grief and just whatever. Right. And the best way to fill the void is to just become whole because then that way you don't expect someone else to fill your cup up right. and for you you know the best advice I have for you is just to set that boundary and I know it's going to be hard but you have to understand if you it's better to keep the start and complete the goal versus start and having to keep starting over, mm -hmm. keep starting over because mm -hmm. there's no clear boundary. When you renege on your boundaries, mm -hmm. you're basically saying, hey, I care more about your feelings, more about your household than I care about what I have to do for me and my household. And the other person knows that. So they yeah. know... Oh, she won't see it. She gonna see it. She yep. said that, but she mm -hmm. won't see it. And she know that too. She, and she played me all the time. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. There was a comment um, mm -hmm. from, uh, I think it was Chantel Harrell. Okay. She said, sometimes parents can unintentionally Make their children codependent. <gasps> yes, because right. yes, the, the chill. Oh my God, Chantel, that's my co-host for Matters that of the Heart Mondays. Listen, let me say this: got your parents, you gotta fill your void because these kids are gonna leave. They gonna go to college. They gonna get married. They gonna just want to party all weekend and live their life. Yes. And you have to understand that. They have to do their purpose. They have to do their process. They have to go through their healing process like you had to do. And you can't expect your kids to not ever lead the next. You can't expect your kids to not ever get married because it's not fair to them. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's only fair to allow them to get the opportunity that you was able to have, even if you screwed it up. It's your fault. You, you got to deal with that healing process and let your kids figure it out. And I feel like we have to be honest with mm -hmm. our parents. Yes. I had I struggled with this, especially um, similar situation. I was a daddy's girl. And mm -hmm. when my daddy passed, me and mama got closer. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of conversations with her I never thought I would have. Mm -hmm. But I had them as an adult because there were things that I felt like I needed to say. I mm -hmm. felt like I needed to be honest with her about certain things. And I feel like the more honest I've been or the more things that I have addressed with her, I feel like the older I get, the closer we get. Yes. And it's not because it's codependent, but it's because we now have been able to mm -hmm. have those rough conversations that we have to have. Mm -hmm. Were they fun? No. Did I get maybe every single answer I was looking for? No. But I got it off my chest and mm -hmm. she was willing to listen to me. But anytime you mm -hmm. let somebody, like she said, re renege or mm -hmm. let them know like, oh, they said they weren't going to answer the phone or they said, you know, they was going to stop coming over here every day. Mm -hmm. Then you start doing it again. They yeah. like they basically they know you're not serious. It's They're like now it's back to the boundary finish line. Now yeah. we got to go back to the yeah. to the boundary starting point because I reneged on my boundaries yes. again, which makes it harder to set the boundary and keep the boundary because I keep reneging on the boundary. So now people are just taking it as, well, she going to renege anyway. Shoot. As long as I'm getting my void filled, I'm good. Forget about her needs, you know. And we're more predictable than we think. Than so. we think. Yeah. Say, for instance, your mother, any of us in here, was 
was to get married mm -hmm. and move away. You're going to become passive aggressive, resentful because you put too much. Okay, so we got to get to question six. Wow. <laughs> How has being whole assisted you with setting and maintaining boundaries? Um, the biggest thing for me, being able to accept that I have been wrong is taking accountability. Um, and I say that to say a lot of times when we talk about boundaries or we talk about people wronging us, it's a lot of finger pointing. It's a lot mm. of, but they said this or they did that. Da, da, da. Mm. We never really address how mm. long it's been going on. We never really address, you know, how we done been in this cycle for umpteen Lord. years and mm. we didn't let the stuff go on and on and on. Mm. All we doing is telling everybody, well, this was the last straw. <laughs> This is what they said. I didn't like it. So, you know, I have I've to done that. So there have been times where I really had to sit back and say, Brittany, yeah, no. <laughs> like you were wrong. You were wrong. Like that wasn't okay. You didn't have to say that. You didn't have to carry that like that. But it's like until you are accountable for stuff, everything mm -hmm. else goes out the window because you're so busy focused on this person how they wronged you. Now you got this knapsack on your back of that stuff you came around. You got all this stuff on you because of somebody else. And you're failing to address hmm. your role in the whole entire situation. Oh, my God. So once you kind of got to, like, be able to get out of the cycle to even say, mm -hmm. I'm not going to let this happen to me again. Whether it's the same person or whether it's somebody different. You kind of like got to be on guard like, no, like I'm not doing that mm -hmm. again because people don't realize when you don't fix stuff, when you don't heal stuff, you'll leave one person and you'll find it in somebody else. Yes. And then you trying to figure out how this keep happening to me, how I keep ending up in the same situation. Mm. You have not addressed you. So literally mm. any kind of like healing or moving on that I've done, I've really had to say, all right, Brittany. Why does this keep happening? Why are you in these situations over and over again? So oh it's like God. until you look at yourself and be accountable, hmm. all that other stuff, not, none of that is going to take place because you're going to find it in other people. We oh literally like will attract the same thing over and over, over and, and over, over again. again. See, this is why this is a problem because, like I say, I listen to... Britney's podcast, The Brown Skin Blueprint. Y'all go find that on Apple. Yes, please and, do it. And I'm going to tell you, she she had a podcast and she said, made this statement. And I feel like God lets you listen to what you need to listen to at the sure ordained time Lord, no. because he knows it's something in you that needs to change. Mm. I would get upset because I'm dating inconsistent men. And I'm like, why they not, why they not calling like they supposed to? Why they not texting like they supposed to? How comes they just drop off the face of the earth and they just ghost me? And then God said, how comes you ghost yourself? How comes you say you're going to start a diet and then you don't finish it? How comes you say you're going to finish the book and you haven't done it yet? So if you want somebody yeah. to be that for you, can you try being that for yourself? Because yeah. now you're just crossing your own boundaries. Yeah. You don't want to. That's what I mean. Like I renege on my boundary starting point every single time. I cross my own invisible yep. fence every single time. I say I'm going to do something mm -hmm. that I technically. Oh God, we live life like 
God has given us a million years to live. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 2020 has taught us that you might yeah. not have a million years to live and you yes. might not have a million years to do purpose. And so I don't want to be that person. When I get to heaven, God, check me on why you didn't write that book. I gave you that book. That book was going to help somebody, but you didn't do it. But because I was so inconsistent, I couldn't pick up the ball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So stop crossing your own boundaries before you expect more from another person. Um, another thing mm-hmm. I would say, another thing that has helped me with setting and maintaining boundaries, mm. I had to give myself the grace I give other people because... Mm. People will give people the best advice. Lord oh, knows we, oh we, <laughs> we, I mean, we out here dropping gems. Like, uh-uh. you, don't, you don't let people do that. Uh-uh. He said he, no girl, uh-uh, leave him alone. You cut him yes. off. Come on. Talking for days and will not do it ourselves. <laughs> so it's kind of like when I have been in situations where mm-hmm. I had to figure out, okay, Am I setting a boundary? What mm-hmm. am I going to do? Why am I in this situation? Mm. I've literally had to ask myself sometimes, Brittany, now, if this was one of your friends, <laughs> what would you say? Because we give people the benefit of the doubt. We give them a pass. We say, you know, they love me. They don't mean no harm. Uh, you know, we've been friends forever. Like, I know, that's just how they are. Like, mm. I get it. And I just have to remind myself, like, if my husband come tell me one of his homeboys did that, I'm ready to go off. Like, I'm mad he is. So it's just kind of like, what would you tell somebody else? Because we make a whole lot of excuses for mm. why we can't do something, why we can't leave somebody alone, uh. why we can't, you know, say, look, we can't be cool no more. Mm. But we'll tell somebody else at a drop of a dime. Don't take that. Mm-mm. So you need to make sure you checking your own check engine, like in your own literally. hole body vehicle to make sure that you're not you know checking somebody else's and saying oh hold on you don't need to be putting up with that but meanwhile you're putting up with it yourself we do it all the time we do it sweep around your own porch yes yes that's that's biblical too Uh, the bible even teaches it says every way of a man seems right in his own eyes god who deserves the heart Oh, Jesus, be a fan. We do it all the time. No, literally, Jesus, be a fan. No, for be real. Be a fan. For real. I am ready for serve. We cannot start. Sign me up. y'all the last question man this this podcast really took a a mind of his own i think this is a part two um i think we need like a part three but (laughs) (laughs) what is your advice for people who suffer with being a people pleaser and and people who fail to build their invisible fences first thing i want people to know boundaries do not have to be some grand gesture yes we get boundary or hear the word boundary in our mind Mm. and we thinking we literally talking about putting up a fence or we literally (laughs) think you know yeah Yeah. like we literally got you know uh uh-uh like you know uh we just not doing that it really all of them don't have to be that deep. Mm-hmm. Like one for me, my phone goes on D and D at ten o'clock. Yeah. Do not disturb for people who don't have iPhones. Ha- I, I do not go to bed that early. I'm usually eleven, eleven thirty, twelve o'clock person. Mm-hmm. However, 
if I'm on my phone scrolling or something like that, you texting me about nonsense or something that can wait in the morning, your text is going to wait it's until the wait. morning. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to get myself wound up, caught up in something because you are disturbed. Now, not to say if somebody like really, really need me, mm-hmm. like I'm going to answer the phone. But sometimes people don't know how to let people be. Because sometimes it's just our anxiety is wound up. Nothing is, it's not really that mm-hmm. serious. And it's just bad in the moment. Mm-hmm. But sometimes little stuff like that, like saying, okay, after nine o'clock, I'm not going to sit up and be on the phone dealing with stuff. Then now I can't sleep. Or saying, you know, you may have a family member who may drain you. All right, you done been on the phone 15 minutes? All right, um, I have to go. I got something to do. I would talk. To, you might have to time a phone call. It's, it doesn't always have to be this extravagant, like, let me explain to you my boundary. Like, sometimes <laughs> you got to, like, you have to put boundaries in place in small ways. Yes. And sometimes mm-hmm. that can help you. Or mm-hmm. if it does have to be a big boundary, then you just going to have to have a conversation. Yeah. But really, like, you can start small with boundaries. They don't always have to be, like, this large thing. We don't mm. have to let our anxiety take over. Now we stressed out and we ain't even had the conversation yet. Wow. Like, sometimes, and a lot of times, literally no lie, y'all. There have been two times in my life where somebody did not agree with my boundary. Any other time I said something to somebody, they've either, one, they've went along with it, or two, we figured out something that worked for both of us. Come on. A lot of times, people will be okay eventually after, you know, they're not offended, Mm -hmm. they feel it's not hurt no more. People usually will go along with the boundary, but we get so caught up Mm. in, Lord, I don't know how they're going to take this. They're going to cut me off. They're going to cuss me out. Uh, Why are you you preaching? Anxiety. We didn't create this whole story. And we don't even know what's going to happen. Wow. So sometimes you just have to, like, inch out there. Like, you're going to be okay. Ain't that going to happen to you? And just see what happens. But they really don't have to be this, you know, big, grand thing. It could just be something small for you, for your self-care and for your peace of mind, basically. I think if I had to add anything to that, it would be if they take it a type of way, you just got to separate the elevate. Because the reality of the situation is, is that anybody who really value you and your friendship or whatever you are to them, they not about to, they, they're going to want to be in your life and vice versa. That is going to be like, okay, I'm feeling some type of way about it. But at the end of the day, you know, this is a valuable person in my life. Exactly. If they feel it, take it a type of way, then God is already giving you the indication. This person is not for you because if they got an issue with you guarding your heart, then they just they just don't understand it themselves. You, and I just feel it's just that simple. Like you said, it doesn't always have to be a grand, like I'm building an invisible fence and this is how this is going to yep. be. No, it could just be as simple as, hey, you know, I usually go to sleep by nine o'clock, like you said. So all calls before 730 are welcome. You know what I'm saying? I have we have to set boundaries in the field that we work in. You know, uh, uh-uh, no hugs. No, you can't know where I live at. Exactly. No, you can't drive in my vehicle. Exactly. Stuff like that because you're teaching a client what's okay to do. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with our family. No, 
um you can't get him out relationship business no i don't have 20 dollars for you again yep. this mm-hmm. week no i mm-hmm. like just say no is a boundary say yeah. no, say no is a without boundary. an explanation that's something i'm gonna have to work on no without having to overly explain why i'm saying no yeah no i don't have to explain to you why i'm saying no because if i come to you and ask you for 20 dollars you're just gonna tell me no exactly, <laughs> exactly. yeah so yeah. Brittany, I really appreciate it. This was Thank anticipated, you. and I see why. We're going to have to do a part two. Okay, I am down. I am down. Maybe we can do... No, I can't tell y'all what we're going to do. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. Brittany, she take on Sigma. Yeah, yeah, right, right. We got an MSW in the house. Do she take... You Ashley said, I found a therapist for me, okay? And that's also what it what counts too, but that's another topic for another day. So, guys, I just want to give y'all some housekeeping. The next episode of the Whole Story Sundays is not going to be till November the 22nd. That is because, um, you know, I kind of just got to get season two together. Um, I have content for y'all, really good content, but I don't want to, I need to give myself a break because this has been a very intense season number one. And that's your boundary. And that's my boundary. And that's my business. I'm just playing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 